Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade. We've got two prayer intentions today that were... Uh, I, I got these via text message rather than um, on uh, rather than in the email, but they're still prayer intentions, so I'll be happy to pray for, for both of you. Uh, the first prayer intention is to help Connor to grow in the faith, and the other is by Timothy to uh, against anxiety so we're going to pray for for connor and timothy especially today but we're going to pray of course for all of us i I think everyone is dealing with a with some great deal of uh, anxiety and all of us could stand to grow in the faith unless anyone listening to this happens to be a saint in which case send me an email uh that email by the way if you do have prayer intentions i encourage you to send it over uh, to me, you can reach me at dailydecadrequests dot at protonmail dot com. That's decade d e c a d e requests in the plural at protonmail dot com. And of course, we're going to get a WordPress site up and going pretty soon. If you have anything that you might like to reflect upon or or write about, if uh, you have something on your mind that you think would be useful or helpful to anybody who is undergoing uh, stress or anxiety or or needs help with their faith I, I welcome any contributions as we get this thing uh, up and going and you know uh, if you have anything that you'd like to recommend it to me uh, I've learned about uh, Father Ripperger this year I've uh, run into a couple of other uh, resources Return to Tradition is another one that I've started listening to with some regularity so if you have uh, any kind of resource to recommend that you'd like me to recommend to other people, by all means, send it over an email. And I'll be happy to mention it on here and uh, and you know, get these names out there and uh, help people. That's the whole that's the whole point of what we're doing here. Now, speaking of helping people, let's start with helping Connor and, and Timothy today. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, Quies in Celis, Sancti Vicere Nomen Tum, Advenia Regnum Tum, Fiat Voluntas Tua, Sicut in Celo et in Terra, Panam Nostrum Quotidianam de Nobis Hodie, Et de Midi Nobis Debita Nostra, Sicut et Nos de Midimus Debitoribus Nostris, Et ne Nos Inducas in Tentationem, Sed Libera Nos Amalo, Amen. Ave Maria, Gratia Plena Dominus Tecum, Benedicta Tua in Murieribus, Benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, 
ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patria, Filio et Spiritui Sancto, Sicura Rat Principio, et Nunc et Semper et Seculo Seculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, Vita Dulcero et Spes Nostre, Salve. Ad te clamamos, exulis filii evi, ad te suspiramos, gementes et flentes in hac lacrimarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, Illos tuos misericordes oculos ad nos converte. Et Jesus, viatum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende. O clemens, o pia, o dulce virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis sancta de genetrix, ut dignis sufficiamor permissionibus Christi. Oremus. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. For all those in struggles of any kind, and in particular for Timothy and Connor, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. And when he batches a feed, he spirits sign. Amen. Well, we're moving uh, quite quickly here into Advent. We're uh, in the... We're in the fourth, this fourth Sunday of Advent was this past Sunday, so we're in day four, December 2nd, November 29th is when it started, so yeah, we're in day four. I've spent the last two days talking about family and ancestors and saints. Yesterday, actually, I meant to talk about something else, then it kind of just took off on me. 
And so today I thought I'd talk about what I wanted to talk about yesterday, which is penance. Penance is, now penance is a synonym for confession and reconciliation. There's all sorts of different names that are used to describe that sacrament. But uh, a penance, an act of penance, an act of repentance, uh, is an act of personal reparation on our part to atone for a wrong committed. And now, I keep a lot of company with Easter's, and there is a, or keep, kept, continue to keep, it's not like I see them every day, but I have friends. Anyway, there's a, a common criticism of Western Christianity that comes from the East of all varieties, whether it's the Orthodox uh, churches, whether it's the Monophysites, the Nestorians, anyone who belongs to one of these bodies. Uh, and, inclu- and, and of course, there's the, the various Eastern heathen as well, uh, not, the, not the least of which would be the uh, various bodies of, of Moslems or Saracens, whatever you want to call them. There's a common criticism among these people that the West's concept of religion is too highly legalistic. <clears throat> that there is a pharisaical, legalistic quality to it that they, of course, avoid. This is a criticism, and this is something that, that obviously is, testifies to the truth of their faith. Now, of course, the Muslims can't really level this against the West because they themselves are a highly legalistic religion. Uh, and it's particularly funny when you hear this criticism coming from the Jews, whose Talmud is built entirely around the law, uh, figuring out the law, and then bending the law in order to get around it. Uh, But nevertheless, the criticism is offered quite frequently. And there is particularly a criticism of the belief in, uh, I think the name of the doctrine is penal substitutionary atonement, which is a very long way of saying that Jesus died for our sins. Uh, to atone for the sins of mankind. He took them upon himself on the cross and died for them. Now, don't tell the Eastern Orthodox this, but they actually believe in penal substitutionary atonement as well. They just don't particularly like the way that it's articulated in Western theology. Uh, But you'll run into plenty of uh, Eastern Orthodox priests who will be more than happy to point out, well, actually... We, we do believe in that. That's part of ancient Christianity. Uh, which is not meant to be... A, so this is not an attack on the Eastern Orthodox as such, but there is a widespread belief that is unfortunately false that is popular. Anyway, this idea uh, extends itself into the doctrines of purgatory, which is, of course, rejected by the majority of Easterners, and... Uh, to an extent, into the doctrine of penance. It is rare, not completely impossible, but rare, that one hears from uh, Eastern Christians, not Eastern Catholics, but I think the Byzantine Catholics uh, do practice the uh, assignment of penance after confession. But there are quite a number of Orthodox believers who have never heard of this concept before, the 
idea of being assigned a penance to make up for the wrongs that one has done since one has committed. Uh, anyway, uh, they have a critique of it, and I, I wanted to offer a sort of explanation of penance that might appeal somewhat to their sensibilities, not meant necessarily as an ecumenical effort. We don't want any false ecumenism. After all, if they don't have a proper understanding of things, they don't have a proper understanding of things. They think we don't have a proper understanding of things. It's only fair and honest that we each sit down and say, well, only one of us can be right. There's no compromise between what's true and what's not true. One of us is right and true, one of us isn't. I believe that we are, otherwise I wouldn't be where I'm at. I think that's true of most people listening. Anyway, that's another tangent that I could go off on and I don't want to. But I wanted to set all of that up because that's what's been on my mind, this idea. And many people in the West may also think of penance as being a particularly legalistic, transactional kind of thing. And I think there's a great deal of benefit to be had in thinking about it in a, a deeper sense. All of that, having been said, only to be revoked if I am uh, saying anything that is contradictory to the deposit of faith in the Magisterium of the Holy Church. So if I am about to, or if I have already spoken heresy, revoco, I recant wholeheartedly and completely. And I'll, I'll even destroy this recording if I have to. But one way or the other, it seems to me that there's a benefit to be had here in looking at penance from a different perspective. All things that we do in Christ and in our life... I would say our religious life, but if it, if our life is not religious, if we have not a, to a total uh, living of the faith, if our faith is not everything to us and does not touch upon everything we do, think, say, believe, then we're not completely Christian. I've talked about the importance of fanaticism before. We've we must be fanatical in our love of Christ. We must be completely, utterly devoted without exception. We must hold nothing back in our complete devotion to Christ and to everything that he has instituted among us. And in order to do that, everything that we do must come from our love of God because we're supposed to love God with our whole hearts, with all our hearts, with all our strength, and with, all, with all our all our hearts, all our souls, all our strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. Well, if that's to be the case, then we must do everything that we do with love. A penance as a uh, sentence, as a punishment carried out for a crime can have something of a transactional ring to it in the minds of some people. And I don't know that that's necessarily helpful in, in understanding what penance actually is. Penance is a form of reparation. It is a form of, uh, I wouldn't want to say redemption, because only Christ redeems us, but it is nevertheless a, a form of paying back a certain debt of honor that is owed to an insulted and offended God. God is justice. He's not just just, he is justice. And when justice is offended, there is a debt of honor to be paid that's just right and just and reasonable. Well, we can understand penance in this way. 
there's a certain quality of penance that is also not a debt to be repaid, but one that's willingly given. It, when we love someone, when we act with love towards someone, we want to make up those things that we've done to hurt them. We, you know, if you hurt somebody, you say, let me make it up to you. And there is a free giving. It's not a punishment. The other person probably would not expect it of us or demand it of us. I suppose if you go into somebody's shop and you smash up products that they have on the shelves, they're going to expect you to pay for them. But that's not really what's going on in penance. There is a justice about it, but it's more that, well, I, I said something that I should not have said and I caused pain to another. I want to do something to make up for that pain. Well, there's usually not anything that you can really do to make up for that kind of, for any kind of words that you can't take back. It's a good example because there's nothing we can do to redeem ourselves for the sins that we commit. Christ alone acts to justify us in that way. Uh, not to sound too much like a Lutheran, but Christ alone really is our, our, sal our salvation and our justification. We have nothing but through him. We boast in nothing but the cross. And so we cannot make up for our sins. That's why Christ had to come and, and had to suffer and die and, and rise again. And so when we do penance for our sins, the, that penance enables us to receive the merits and the benefits that come with that redemption. That's certainly one way to think about it. But more so, it's our free giving of a loving gift to one whom we cannot properly repay or we cannot properly repair what we've done to him. And God is love, and so loves us entirely in a way that we can't even comprehend. And we can only love him in a way that is available to us as human beings. And so this love of God and this, this love of Christ, in particular the God-made man, who is the most accessible, uh, it's not form of God, but he is, he is the, the, the icon of God. He is what is accessible to our mental frailty. If we love Christ, and if we love God, and we've done something which is deeply hurtful and to our relationship with him, to our connection with him, if we have cut ourselves off from him, then it's natural, out of love, that we should perform some action, do something that makes right or that demonstrates our love for him. It's right, it's just, but it's moreover an expression of truth and love. And that's what penance really is. It's an expression of love. It's an expression of our imperfect love. We have failed. We have fallen short. We have done things which make us unworthy to be called uh, the, the sons of God, as we are able to become through our belief in Jesus Christ. And having done this, having cut ourselves off in this way, we cannot do anything which truly makes up for it, but we must in some way, we must be driven by a love for God to do something, anything that could 
express how sorry we are and express how much love we feel for him and how much gratitude we feel for him for his uh, inestimable mercy that he bestows on us through the sacrament of reconciliation and so what do we do well we go to a priest and we say i've done these terrible things i've 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 failed my god in in these ways what can i do to make up for it and he'll say well christ has already made up for it here but this is what you can do to express your love for god so we go to we go to the priest it's like going to a friend and said oh i've really harmed this other person what do you think i should do we go to a, a parent more like since a priest isn't a friend he's really a parent he's our spiritual father in the same way that we would go and ask advice and so the priest both out of in both out of justice assigns us a punishment a task to make up for the legal ramifications the 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 canonical ramifications of our sin but he also advises us in the same action and with the same words and in the the assignment of the same penance is offering us an ad, advice on what we should do to express our love and our contrition to God for this failure, for this sin, for this harm that we've done. For God, God can't be hurt, of course. You can't hurt God. He's, he's God. But you can hurt the tie. You can, you can break the tie or you can weaken the tie that binds you to your creator as a creature and as a child of God. And the priest offers us as our father, he offers us advice on how to express our love in, in an act of, of reparation, an act of penance. And I think understanding penance in that way and reorienting ourselves to penance in that way makes it much more fruitful for us. You, know, you can go to prison and do your time and then get out, rejoin society, and you've paid your debt to society, etc. And you can remain unchanged inside. In fact, I would say most prisoners coming out of prison these days do remain completely unchanged because they're back in in another three days or so. And we can be the same way. All of us can be that way. We can accept our punishment, resign ourselves to it, do it, and then we're back sinning again. We're back in confession again with the same exact sins. We want to overcome sin. The only way to overcome sin is with love because sin is that which is hateful to God. Our our sins are acts, little acts of little hatreds that we have to God. And we can only repair that with our love of God. And so that's what a penance is, an expression of our love for God. I've offered a challenge for all of us to perform some act of almsgiving in Advent, to make Advent a season of almsgiving. And... I'd like to add to that, or perhaps reinterpret it, by saying that Advent should be an, a season of our act of penitential almsgiving. Make your alms, make some alms that you give an act of penance. That's, a, that's a, an additional challenge, something I'm going to challenge myself with, and something that I'd like to challenge all of, all of you with. And so my prayer today flows from that that we can, through acts of penance, 
draw, draw ourselves nearer to God and grow in our love of God, that we might stamp out, through the aid of God's grace, all the little hatreds that we harbor for God and God's truth, through our selfishness, through our vanity, and through our general sinfulness, that we will no longer hate the things that are good, but love them, and that we will, with God, hate all sin around us and within us, that we may be filled with his love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.